Welcome to Church Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and James actually is not here right now because he and his wife just had their new child, so he is uh, understandably out. <laughs> so, But uh, we're audio engineers, we're authors, we're educators, and we have a special focus on houses of worship. On this episode, we're talking about Dante, one of my favorite topics, with Cat Tobe. Cat Tobe currently works at Audinate as a product marketing manager for network video technology. Kat joined Audinate in 2018 as a technical sales engineer, providing pre-sales support and working to educate the AV industry on Dante, AV over IP technology. While studying film scoring at Berklee College of Music, Kat fell in love with using advanced technology to help facilitate creative endeavors. Prior to joining Audinate, Kat spent many years working as a staff member at Berkeley in a variety of roles supporting, training on, and designing AV systems for music production computer labs, classrooms, studios, and performance spaces. Before we bring in Kat, I want to give our special shout out to this show's sponsors. So we've got Electra Voice, who have been a leader in church sound since the beginning, and today offer the industry's largest portfolio of loudspeaker system solutions for houses of worship of all sizes. Elevate the audio experience with Electra Voice. And we also want to thank Digico. Their new Quantum 338 and other house of worship solutions are available at digico.biz. Phew. Okay. All right. That was a breather. Okay. Welcome, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hey, good morning. Good morning. So, uh, yeah, you've got, it, I really like your history, like your, your bio school. It, it, um, reminds me of, of my own, um, in certain ways, but, uh, yeah. So, so you just kind of dropped into, into Audinate. How did you move from being at Berkeley over into, to Audinate? Um, kind of a funny story. <laughs> I was at Thanksgiving dinner with some of my friends, and uh, they mentioned that the job had opened up for some other, uh, one of my other friends mm-hmm. <laughs> was going to apply for it. And I thought, hey, I know a lot about Dante. We use a lot of Dante <laughs> at Berkeley. What if I applied for it? <laughs> and I did. Yeah, yeah. And got the job. <laughs> oh, did your friend get the job? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nope. didn't apply. <laughs> oh, oh. Ooh. Okay, well, that's awesome. And so you've been there for a few years. You got on like right before the pandemic, so uh, right yes. before the rocket ship kind of took it's off. Been, so. It's been six years I've been at Audinate uh, yeah. this month, so yeah. I don't know how we haven't run into each other previously. <laughs> I, I often wonder that with people in the industry. It's like not a really big industry. And so I, I imagine you're at the same shows that I'm at um, with Alan and Heath, so I don't, but, you know. Yeah. Are you at the shows, I guess, would be a question? Usually, yeah. Uh, you know, Infocom, AES, uh, all of them, NAP. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we're definitely in the same physical building multiple times throughout the year. Yep. But this is the first time we've spoken. So that's cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, how are you liking Audinate? And obviously that's a loaded question uh, <laughs> because you're here repping Audinate. But like... Uh, is it like what you've hoped for? Has it changed since you were brought on? Because it, it, it had mentioned that you had started out um, doing a technical sales engineering, right? Yeah. So I definitely started out doing technical sales engineering and it was definitely a smaller company when I've started. Audinate mm-hmm. has grown rapidly over oh, the yeah. last six years, to be honest. Uh, so it's definitely changing a little bit as far as culture goes from kind of a really small company to trying to expand and have multiple offices globally and that sort of thing. So that's, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see where um, we're going. Uh, I moved from sort of a technical sales role as I um, enjoyed a lot of like the travel aspects of that and getting to see customers face to face. 
Uh, and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't really doing that anymore. And it was just like all of the parts of my job that I didn't enjoy doing. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, yeah. So I, um, I kind of, a role opened up on the marketing team for vertical marketer for higher education and corporate. And as someone nice. that worked in higher ed AV, I was like, Hey, can I do this? <laughs> uh, so they let me. And, <laughs> and then when we tried to like move to bringing the video product to market, we needed someone that was really knowledgeable about all of the Dante portfolio. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be that person. Amazing. Well, awesome. Yeah. I, I don't also just as another point is I, don't very often meet uh, other women in technical roles. And so, again, pleasure to meet you. There's simply yes. not very many of us. So. There aren't a lot of us. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll just have to be friends after this. So, sorry. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, let's jump in. So today we're talking about just like Dante as a whole, but really what Dante means has changed over the last few years, kind of foreshadowed uh, by Kat's comment earlier. Yes. A lot, a lot has changed. It, it started out, you know what? I'll let you tell the story. So for the uninitiated, like what is Dante? Yeah, of course. So Dante really started out looking to replace point to point cabling uh, with the power of the network, as we say. So instead of point to connect- point cabling, you yeah. just mean like uh, analog I, sort of XLR yep. cables? Yeah, so analog XLR cables, um, or even like MADI cables, if you want to get into like digital audio, oh, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, basically, when we have those point-to-point cables, we have to connect devices one to the other, and that determines the signal flow. Uh, there are some downsides to that. Basically, you know, we need extra devices if we need to send things to multiple places. Mm-hmm. There's cable distance limitations on those cables. Uh, analog XLR cables are big, beefy, and hard to run around facilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Dante really existed to replace those point-to-point cables, as we say. Uh, so with the network, so then we can set up our signal flow with just a few clicks in software as opposed to having to plug in different devices. And then our signals can be sent anywhere and especially to multiple places. Nice. Okay. So uh, again, for everybody listening, Dante is a way for us to take audio that normally it might take many cables uh, that are heavy or are expensive uh, or kind of kludgy or different, <laughs> yeah, or different protocol, all this stuff. We can kind of take that and put it onto a single what's called an Ethernet cable, and run tens, hundreds of channels over a single line, uh, making it easy to Cat's point to do digital splits, uh, to take one channel and send it to multiple places, Um, you know, maybe a microphone going to the front of house mixer, and maybe one to monitors, uh, monitor world, we could do that very easily, um, and many other things. So, so it started out as just audio, but now it's a little bit more than that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we started engineering the Dante video product a couple years ago. Um, basically, we were hearing people ask, like, hey, I want a solution for video that works just like Dante Audio. And there are other networked uh, video solutions out there, but obviously they don't work just like Dante. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> So that's kind of where the video idea came from. If we're already transporting and managing audio on the network, why not also do video? Mm-hmm. Um, so the real cool thing about the Dante video solution is it does really work just like the audio solution, like for an end user. Mm-hmm. Everything you learned about how to connect up devices, everything you learn about how to use Dante controller, all of that is exactly the same for video as it is for the audio devices. 
Yeah, I saw that. Now you can. It was actually one of your videos I, I ran across. Obviously, after we scheduled this, uh, <laughs> the AI lords heard uh, that we were doing that, and then one of your videos popped up in my LinkedIn feed. Uh, but you were talking. I, what something I didn't realize that it did was um, a USB. You can patch USB. Um, yeah. So some of the solutions that we have do allow you to do like KVM um, routing in Dante controller as well. What is which KVM? Is cool. So USB uh, devices uh, connected up to the encoders and decoders. Okay. What does KVM stand for? Uh, keyboard video mouse. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think. I was Hopefully. like, KVM, I was like, that sounds like a microchip manufacturer. I'm with you. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got yeah. It. No, that's, I, I'm honestly kind of super jazzed about that. I don't know why I saw it. And I was like, Ooh, nice. Like nice addition. Like this will, I don't yeah. have a use for it at this moment, but like, I'm excited that that's where it's going. Um, for, yeah, that's a, that's a huge thing. Like not just doing video, but we're also looking at doing more, you know, control, more management, taking things to the cloud, just all sorts of really crazy things we can do with media signals now and moving in that direction. Yeah. The idea of doing the controls is what really excites me um, from like my standpoint where I'm at in product development is, yeah. uh, is that being able to do that because that's such a big part of AV and for the house of worship sector specifically, um, controls are really a big deal. Even if, uh, the end users kind of don't see all the work that goes into it, integrating systems, that is to say mixing and matching different protocols or manufacturers or all this other stuff together in one and getting them to all control one another uh, can be a bit of a of a, of a feat so oh, absolutely yeah. uh, the more we can kind of slim that down the happier i'm gonna be yeah uh, i'd say that's definitely our current engineering focus as we like nice. move on from kind of like okay we've developed the video solutions we'll continue to iterate on them mm -hmm. but the next big focus is kind of making an easy way to control all your dante devices with other control systems so it all kind of works the same Nice. Yeah. So now we've got our audio networked as we kind yeah. of, it's, we kind of make it into an adjective. We've networked yeah. our audio uh, and now we can network our video, uh, which PS are two very, very, very different um, amounts of data. So yes. uh, audio, <laughs> you can just, it is so tiny that you can just throw stuff anywhere and it's totally fine. And video is not at all like that. It is it is several dimensions higher <laughs> than than <laughs> just audio uh, because it includes audio in it most of the time. So um, I, I, that is to say, it's great, it's awesome. If you're a video engineer listening to this, bless you. Uh, I I don't I know enough to hurt myself <laughs> and other people, and I'll I aim to keep it that way. But it, it's really cool. I like seeing how much of it's um, developing, whether it's like cameras, because uh, so many churches are streaming now. And have been like there are cameras that you can run through Dante, right? Yes, there are several, and there are several that are really great for streaming. <laughs> nice. Every everything is just going to be. It's all going to become one at some point. It, it's. <laughs> I think you guys have done a great job, and I say this frequently on this podcast that the education and the investment that you guys have made on that front has made all of the difference in this industry on trying to learn networking, particularly how it relates to how we in the AV world use it. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. Our training team has exploded with trainers. So we have, you know, just a global training team now. So not just in the U S can people get high quality Dante training, but kind of anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I, I always reference people to it because I'll do, especially if they really want to learn stuff. It's, uh, if they're in their industry at all, just go ahead and do the, you know, do the Dante level one certification and then go do some outside research on, on what you just, what they just spoke to us about. Then go do level two and then go back outside and do your own reading. And then, uh, level three is truly a different beast, um, for (laughs) most people probably listening to this. But if, as soon as you start getting into, uh, WANs are connecting like subsections of networks together uh, or using DDM, Dante Domain Manager at all, which is that principle. Um, then level three is really like, okay, and, and for real now, <laughs> we're, we're exploding it. So that's all great. I have come to appreciate, I, I've always, I've always appreciated Dante, <laughs> but I've extra appreciated it now that I am so informed on networking and I understand uh, how everything functions at the very, very bottom level and building up and then wa- going like as far as to watch uh, all the audio and all the control pass through like on a packet tracer and seeing how that all works and doing the, you guys have great documentation on like adding yep. Dante <laughs> to like IT management stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is so wonderful. <laughs> uh, I, I just appreciate it. I'm like going on tangent here, but uh, I just appreciate it because there's not a lot of manufacturers that, make that investment in education. And so, yes, at the end of the day, is it hopeful that there is more Audinate product, there's more Dante out in the world? Sure. But what you learn in the training that you guys do is not exclusive to Audinate. So... Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like a lot of the training is really just getting you up to speed on network basics. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In a way that's really friendly for AV engineers. If you take classes like the CCNA or Network Plus or something like that, it's like a lot. And it's not really relevant oftentimes to like what audio or video is doing on the network. Like those are like the way advanced classes. So we're taking these really advanced subjects and trying to make them in a way that, you know, everyone can kind of understand who's working with the the devices. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having gone through several of, of those similar types of certifications, the fur it is like so abstract and not relevant. And it's, you're like, I don't even know where this is going. And it's not until you get to like genuinely the intermediate level of networking understanding that suddenly it clicks back over into what we're doing in exactly. the AV world, yeah. uh, which makes it so hard to um, to learn. So that's, that's all the more reason to enjoy, um, learning about networking. And as again, as we've said many times, uh, between James and I on this podcast, it's not going anywhere. Networking is not going anywhere. We all need to kind of hop on board and understand that there can only be one IP address on a network at the same time. Uh, <laughs> and we just need to go with it. Like this is just, it, it's just the way of the world. So Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's funny. I think like, you know, Dante really helped me find a passion for networking. I was kind of in like um mm-hmm. IT system admin mm-hmm. role at Berkeley for the last role I was in there. And networking was like my least favorite part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then as soon as I joined Audinate, it became my whole life. And yeah. now I'm like definitely a nerd about it. And I like one of the things I enjoyed most about my pre-sale job was like getting in the room with the IT folks and be like, no, this is how you install Dante on your system. Here's what it needs. Yeah. Here are your list of ports. This is all UDP. Don't worry about it. Like, (laughs) Exactly. um, Yeah. Okay. So reeling this back in. um, So in a general, in a really general sense, we've already kind of listed some, but, but where might 
you imagine or where have you seen houses of worship of all different flavors uh, utilize Dante? Absolutely. So I think the first place pretty much any worship tech is going to see it is a worship band. Um, (laughs) Since most of the popular mixing console, stage box Mm kind of combos or wireless mic systems incorporate Dante. Mm -hmm. Um, Then that kind of extends like, oh, we're using it for this to get audio from the band back to our mixing console. We can extend that to our whole audio system for whether it's like the main chapel or whether we're to amplify speech and music or we're kind of sending audio to overflow spaces mm. uh, or background music systems even for like, you know, your coffee hours or whatever. Uh, we're also seeing in House of Worship that do uh, translations. Um, there oh, are a yeah. lot of great like translation products out there on the market that run Dante, um, as well as um, larger houses of worship that maybe have larger campuses with multiple buildings. Dante is really kind of the only way <laughs> to get audio between those spaces. Yeah. Yeah, at least not without large, large amounts of effort. So, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, very cool. Yeah, and, and as we said, like uh, streaming, video stuff, audio stuff. Oh, absolutely, stuff. like I anyone mean, doing broadcast or that sort of thing as well. Yeah, and uh, you can incorporate there. You can do things like AES 67, which is we've talked about. It's like an open source protocol. I'm trying real hard, guys, not to completely go down the networking yeah. rabbit hole. Because one, it's a big passion of mine, uh, just as as it is for CAD. But like getting in the same space with somebody in the industry who also understands the networking thing, you just want to, you just kind of want to (laughs) gush. So I'm, I'm withhold, I'm holding back. So my apologies. (laughs) But uh, that's there are so many opportunities, and it is a little bit of an investment up front. You're introducing a new technology. And you either have to kind of consciously um, go on or off of that um, system. So like in this case, Dante, um, knowing where you're going to start um, including it. Or the other option is just make your whole system um, Dante. And there's not a right or a wrong answer here, um, according to me, I'm sure. No, I think, <laughs> no, I mean, as someone that like has designed systems, like it is about like choosing like, you know, wh- what makes the most sense for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the cool thing about Dante is there's so many products from so many manufacturers that like you can really decide like, oh, this is the product I want to use. I'm not like walled into like, yeah. no, I have to use this because that's what's available. Yeah. Yeah. For most of the listeners, like you can continue to use your favorite version of something and in the low chance that it doesn't already support Dante or have an option where it can support Dante, there are lots of ways to like basically translate what's going on there onto the Dante network with things like the, uh, like endpoint, like breakouts and stuff like that, where you can Mm -hmm. take like, just like XLR cables in or out as ins and inputs and outputs into your system. Um, And sometimes that's a, that's, I, we've done that before where we'll put, um, I've got, we have some Dante breakouts as well, uh, where we'll just pop them in there because I, I really don't need to do a gigantic run with loads of channels, but I do need to get this one or onto the network where I need to take two off of the network for a a, a monitor someplace or grab like a microphone somewhere and just using the, just using Dante to do that, to just put on the network and quickly grab it. And then I don't have to worry about anything else. It just makes my job so much easier. So yeah, that's absolutely a use case we see all the time for Dante. It's like, I just need two channels somewhere else. <laughs> and like the AVO adapters that we make are great for that. Or there's plenty of other products as well out there that mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. And uh, for so many of us streaming uh, DVS, oh, yes. we're probably all like, uh, my goodness, I think 
I would hope that everybody's heard about DVS at this point, but I guess there's new people born all the time. So uh, DVS, Dante Virtual Sound Card, is a piece of software and really a license uh, that you can get and put on your computer. And it kind of makes a Dante interface in the way that you might have an interface in like a studio or to record something for your stream uh, as a way to get the audio uh, on your computer onto the Dante network and vice versa. So you can uh, have, it's a super easy way to do virtual sound check where you've got, uh, maybe it's a, the worship team's rehearsal and I can use Dante and thus DVS onto a computer and record all of the individual feeds of all the instruments so that when rehearsal's done, I can just hit play on my computer and kind of reverse it back over to the console and kind of have a virtual band where I can mix and we can play with things and experiment. Uh, we have a virtual soundcheck episode um, earlier uh, last year that is talks about this quite a quite a great deal. But uh, that's a that is an Audinate product. They've also got Dante Via, which is uh, can correct me if I'm wrong is a way to like route audio within your computer. <laughs> yes, and also take things like USB uh, interfaces and kind of Danteize them if they're connected to your computer, which is that's pretty right. Cool. It's a little more complicated than DVS. I love DVS for its like simplicity. It's so simple. It's like it's here's so the simple. on button. Like. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, and D- and Via like breaks it out by like. Um, uh, by application as well. So like mm-hmm. you can like only take the audio from say like Spotify and not get your system sounds and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a little more complicated and DVS is just the great one to start with. Cause it's yeah. easy. It always works. <laughs> yeah. I, I think a, the overwhelming majority of people should probably be familiar with DVS as in like, yeah. you should make yourself familiar with it. Uh, Dante via is amazing, but I would agree. It is certainly a, a level up <laughs> in yes. routing and complexity. It's okay yeah. to not, or if you're just really going for it, I believe it is a, a, a purchasable combo uh, or you could just get both. Yeah. So something to consider. I've, I've got Dante via, but I do stuff like that and I intentionally break things. So yep. Uh, yeah. The other, the other, I guess, software we should probably talk about since mm-hmm. I'm the video person. Uh, oh yeah, okay. It's right. Dante Studio. So <laughs> we did the same thing. It's like DVS, but for video. So if you have a, a Dante AV enabled camera, um, you can bring that video feed directly into things like OBS or VMix or whatever sort of streaming mm. service you're using, or even like Zoom calls or that sort of thing if you're setting mm. up like conference spaces. So I like that. Uh, yeah. So this is like, and this might be too technical a conversation in this particular platform, but uh, how does that compare to like NDI? Because NDI is like an open source video over IP sort of solution. So is this like Audinate's take on it? And I have no doubt has some extra sprinkles and cool stuff <laughs> in it. Yeah, I think NDI is like really geared a little bit more toward production than than mm-hmm. we're going. Um, obviously, ours is a new thing, um, but we just wanted to make sure people had a way to get Dante on and off of their computer uh, with the video aspect. So that's kind of what we're doing there, trying to make it simple. But also, there'll be new features coming. Um, something that's really cool right now with the latest feature is you can like switch between video cameras really seamlessly. Like there's no splash screen in between them. Like you don't mm-hmm. need to have two feeds going to it to have it be a really smooth switchover. Nice. Okay. All right. I, I genuinely forgot about Dante Studio because I'm not a video person. <laughs> but I love I love that. I love and that's easy. It's DVS for video. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. 
I may have to, darn, now I need, I'm going to want to go research Dante cameras when we're done here. Mm. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So for those that, that want to maybe like learn more, maybe they've started with the Dante training. What would you recommend that they get most comfortable with early on? Whether it's like Dante specifically or just networking in general, what should people, how do we get, you know, people more comfortable with this whole idea of networking? Like it can, it can be really scary. Yeah, I think so to kind of like backtrack on the question, like I think there's like this myth that it's really hard and it's really just new. Like I've deployed studios like before Network DV and they were a nightmare to set up. Like mm-hmm. like just super complicated system diagrams, super complicated like word clock routing with like BNC cables and syncing everything was a nightmare. Um, and Dante really takes a lot of that out and making it really plug and play. Mm-hmm. Um I think like getting really familiar with everything Dante controller can do is really kind of a cool thing for anyone that's sort of not going to have to configure the network. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'll kind of divide it into two (laughs) spaces. Like, like if you're not configuring the network, really getting into everything Dante controller can do is really interesting. Like, you know, I taught some classes on like larger system design where I was like, okay, you want to like set up naming conventions for your devices. You can easily find them with filters and, Mm -hmm. And you can go in and like, oh, I can route things in the device view without having to make a bunch of clicks. I can just drag and drop devices. So like learning all those really cool tips and tricks is like definitely the first thing I would say to learn if you're like just a tech doing sort of general Dante yeah. setup. Because I've um, seen a as- lot of people like hurt themselves in the yes. patching in the patching and the routing page where they're like they they're not sure if they're if which axes is the transmitting and the receiving and so i've had i have to always catch people like like let's walk through this because i really want to make sure (laughs) that you're transmitting from this device and receiving on this one yes so just being like a real whiz at dante controller is great for this networking i would say you know just getting like understanding the few things that are required for dante and treating Dante like network devices. Like I've had this problem from actual IT professionals where they're like, well, I put a thousand devices in this VLAN. Why isn't it working? And it's like, would you do that with any other network device? (laughs) No. (laughs) So uh, yeah, understanding like multicast is a huge thing. If you want to get more into networking, understanding how that works, because especially moving into video, you're going to have a ton of that. Oh yeah. Uh, Because with video, you can, it's like you can only have one connection to one. Yeah, like, if it's without getting into multicast, yeah. it's going to be one-to-one. If you need to go to more than one space, it's going to be multicast. Um, we have a couple, like, different video solutions. So, like, some of them, like, that are the higher bandwidth solutions, like, you only can because the port can only support one video flow because it's, like, mm-hmm. 700 megabits per second. So. Yeah, which, again, to note is... Uh, exponentially larger yes audio is like seven for a couple channels right yeah four (laughs) channels it's like six or seven like yeah whatever like have good have fun with it um yeah okay i'll just add on to that as you're definitely get comfortable inside of controller especially what the little like icons mean when Mm -hmm. a little clock comes up on your routing you should just know what that means not that you'll like constantly be in dante controller you'll it's probably a set and forget kind of thing um, for a lot of the houses of worship but just knowing that you can open it up and you can kind of look at stuff and and it'll it'll give you some information 
Absolutely, like yep. rolling over it so you can see the little tech tip. Yeah, we, I we always try do to be. That. We try to be pretty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. So if it says no flows, you know, okay, I need to switch. I to have no flows. Ah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, also like getting used to the different pages. So if the routing page or the like um, other places might call it like a patch bay um, is too much, it's like wow, that is way. I don't want to have to keep track of that. I really recommend just double clicking on one of the devices. Uh, name blocks like uh, a double click and opening up the device config then you can go in and actually just click and drag channels uh, you can go to the transmit or the receive section for that specific device that is uh, so much easier for many people to go and do quick patching to just say yep uh, I, I know that I want to receive on this device so then I'm going to go take some channels from this other device on the network and just click, highlight the channels I want to drag over, and then literally just click them, drag them onto the page, and, and then I'm good. Uh, highly recommend that. Yeah, that's absolutely the pro routing tip there is like not using the matrix and just dragging it's and dragging not using channels. the main page. <laughs> uh, For quick little things, the main page is great. But yes. yeah. And the other thing is like utilizing presets is a really great thing. Um, that way you can always return the system to mm -hmm. a working state because... Mm -hmm someone inevitably is going to do something. Touch something yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, I re remember when Audinate added the search filters. Uh, yes. So it, yeah, you can just search for things and you don't have to go, especially there's, there's lots of uh, Dante devices on the network. You can just search for them uh, and it'll just populate with those, which is just darn convenient. So that, and then on the, on the networking side specifically, as I've mentioned before on this podcast, but just to say it again, getting comfortable with understanding IP addresses and how we assign them, um, understand what a subnet is, mm. um, understanding um, even just kind of a little bit of the difference between unicast and broadcast and multicast. Uh, they are three legs of the same chair sort of deal uh, and understanding how that works. You don't need to be a, a huge whiz on networking, but understanding those deeply goes a really long way uh, yeah. it's you know uh, and I think like hands-on just like buying even like a secondhand switch from eBay you know yeah for, for cheap and just getting yes. some like hands-on experience doing it yourself we have guides on our website for different switches um, mostly Cisco stuff but um, yeah that, yeah. that definitely helps <laughs> yeah and so it, I genuinely mean this I even made a LinkedIn post about this um, at the end of last year but it, the more that you learn about networking, the more that you realize that we in the in the audio world and now the, the video world as well, we are using a tiny fraction of what is actually possible. Uh, and <sighs> it is it is not new. Uh, it is these are not new. TCP is not new. UDP, not new. Um, this stuff is it's from like the 80s. That was developed in the 80s, and it's still <laughs> so good that we're just continuing to use it. And we've like you know added addendums and other stuff onto the onto the um, RFCs and things like that. But it's not like we're just making up new math here. Like all of this has existed, and we as an industry are really just dipping like the tippy tip toe into this world. Uh, and so on one hand, I could see how that might be scary. Like oh god, like there's so much more that's coming. And yeah, I guess you could think about it that way. I think about it as like, this is awesome. We're going to get a lot of really cool stuff, but we're going to have to really work on making sure everybody's educated in this because we got to just, we just have to be careful. If we make things, and this is my argument here, 
feel free to disagree. <laughs> if we make things too easy, then people do not understand the fundamentals. Like, for instance, like I love how um, some companies are making like AV switches now. Yeah. <laughs> love that. Love a plug and play. Uh, but then also like that, to me, that's kicking the can down the road. And so, all right, we've put a Band-Aid on this, but that just means the pool of people who don't understand what's happening at the foundation of this is going to is going to grow. Uh, and so, again, networking, I don't think it's scary, but I understand why people do think it is because it's a lot of numbers and it's a lot of weird acronyms and uh, a lot of stuff that is, even if you learn all the special stuff in AV, all the, all the, the vernacular, the way that we talk about things, that's completely different yes. than the way that we describe networks. So I can understand it seems daunting, but I encourage everybody listening to kind of enjoy it. Like we should always enjoy learning. I mean, you're listening to this podcast. My goodness, if you don't like learning, I, I don't know how you made it here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it, like really just enjoy it and don't take it as like, oh, I have so much I have to do. It's more like I'm going to get to understand so many like cool new topics or get to use really cool new features. Yeah. And the technology is getting so affordable that that now it's like houses of worship of all sizes can start implementing things like networking and with Dante for like, it used to be much more expensive. Uh, now it's like, I mean, goodness, you can get like two like $50 things and you've got a Dante network. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I do think like, you know, it's, it's good to like jump full in and, and get full in. But I, I do think that one of the benefits of Dante is it does make it kind of easy, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, certainly. Like you don't need to jump in right away. You can kind of like dip your toe into networking mm -hmm. and then sort of as you progress, learn more and more, yeah. which is a good way to kind of go about it without it immediately yes. being like, oh God, I need to know all of this. And it's yes. like, no, not yet, but no, no, no. soon. <laughs> yeah. One step at a time. It's okay if you don't understand if the clocking thing scares you right now, just hit that like in a week or two like it you're fine exactly so yeah you don't need to learn all about ptp messaging and <laughs> versions and master clock algorithms you we do it yeah. all for you yeah but if you it's, want to <laughs> it's really cool to learn <laughs> it is. it's the, again the technical the technological pieces of it are are simple uh i say that in that if you understand the idea of, i'm not even going to go into it okay yeah it's 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 one of my favorite topics is like network clocking. So <laughs> I get it. But. Okay. All right. We're going to have to exchange information. So, um, okay. So we've talked about that. So what might be some of the challenges that we run into when we're adding, you know, networked video uh, or audio onto our network? Those could be two separate questions, really. Um, what could be a challenge when we're adding in a networked audio? And then on top of that, then we'll hit, we'll hit video after that. Sure. So audio is pretty easy. It'll, you know, like we said, it's pretty low bandwidth. So you're not really worrying too bandwidth uh, is how much, how uh, much like pressure in the pipe it takes up. It takes. Yeah, is like yeah. It's how much data can be, um, like you know, a physical like a plumbing pipe that water runs through. Um, Mm -hmm. Only so much water, so many water molecules can physically fit in the pipe, but how hard we push them through and things like that, we kind of describe those things as bandwidth. So if something is low bandwidth, that means it doesn't take up very much space in the pipe, as in we can have lots and lots of this before we even have to think about it, the pipe not being big enough. Yeah. And I think if you're not doing like a lot of multicasts, then it's pretty easy. I think where people can get hung up Oddly enough, is like not even a network thing. People just might not understand like that Dante like 
due to like device resources, packages things into what we call flows, Mm -hmm. um, the channels. So like people run out of flows and not really understand what that means. And Mm -hmm. it just means like, oh, I'm trying to send this to too many places. I need to start using multicast basically. Um, So really the first thing I think that you come up against with audio only networks is really needing um, multicast management if you're going to start using that. Um, and just for so like a really quickie, like, yeah, why would it, what's multicast and why would I pick it over the other thing? Sure. So there are two situations where I would use multicast, which is one to many transmission, as opposed to having to same, send the same, what I'll call like an envelope to multiple locations. I can just each addressed personally, I can just send out like a mass flyer to everybody. Um, <laughs> so basically if I'm doing a low channel count to a lot of different places, I'm probably going to want to like do that one to many. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm sending a lot of channels to a few places, like say I'm sending things to like the sound system, to the mix, to the monitor world, all of that, like that might end up having to be multicast just due to like the number of channels, like 64 Mm -hmm. channels or something like that would require me to start maybe having to use uh, multicast there. Mm -hmm. And then of course with video, if I'm sending to more than one place, I need to use it. So um, that's generally what you're looking at for audio. Also, if you're like running, but then when you start adding other things than just audio on the network with the audio. Uh, what do you the mean by thing, that? Do you mean like a converged so network? Or? It could be, it could be, yeah, it could be video. It could be data. It could be um, lighting, even like any mm-hmm. other sort of uh, AV experience or data. Mm-hmm. So especially when we're sending video on the network uh, with Dante, where you might see um, you need to start really thinking about management outside of multicast is prioritizing those clocking packets. Because what we do is if a device goes out of sync, we just mute it. That way you don't end up with like the garbled nonsense over Mm -hmm. your speakers. Um, No one wants that. Rather have silence than something horrifying. Uh, (laughs) So basically, you know, you're going to have to prioritize and we call this quality of service, which allows you to like take different types of these packets being sent over the network and prioritize them at the switch level. One of my coworkers calls it like there's a little genie sorting in the switch (laughs) to tell which which packets to go first. Yeah. Um, So prioritizing clocking is really important. Um, And that's kind of where you're hitting with like video on the network. Cause even some of the lower latency video, we have a couple different video technologies that we make. And even some of the lower bandwidth ones, the ones that don't take up as much space, they're still 10 times, 20 times more than than audio packets. So yeah. Yeah, Some of the other issues I come across a lot are at least in Allen and Heath world, it's like people needing to switch the sample rate. Um, Mm. We have a, variable sample rate and if you don't do that if not if everything's not on the same uh, sample rate they won't make the connection they won't make the connection so yeah you're gonna have to <laughs> yeah and with video it's making sure that everything is using the same codec and the same codec parameters um or they won't make the connection because yeah. <laughs> those things need to match they're they're a little bit different but kind mm-hmm. of equivalent in that in order to make a connection we need to be doing the same even though multiple can be run on the network together without mm-hmm. issue. Yes. Yeah. Or um, having different, I, I suppose it would be um, bandwidths um, on the network. So you may have like a, like a hundred, a couple hundred big uh, devices with yes. some gigabit devices or something like that. And um, just needing to 
yeah, you know, make sure that that's taken care of. That is uh, actually doing that is beyond the scope of this conversation, but uh, <laughs> it is something that, that I see happen a lot. Is people are like, oh, well, I have this, I have this endpoint, and it's it's you know, it says one hundred you know uh, megabits megabits per second, and then I've got this like you know my console is plugged in. And I can't get like they're kind of being a little futzy, like they're not wanting to work. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Now we have to start talking. Now we have to really start talking about uh, setting up our router and our switch appropriately uh, exactly. to make sure that services are being um, rendered. Pri- yeah, prioritized there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's like smaller Dante devices. People always ask us like, why do we have a hundred megabit? ethernet ports on them and the answer is because they're only able they're not able to produce more than 100 right. megabits of be, data so it doesn't make sense yeah <laughs> to put a gigabit port on them for what like it can't there can't be there will not be a gigabit like there's not going to be that much space going through that so why waste the money in manufacturing with the actual exactly. like, nick but then also like just for what uh just for what is really a good reason and it also helps things be a little bit more affordable um mm-hmm. yes is it a slight pain sometimes i guess i guess uh but that's just another step in the learning process it's like okay our network's growing a little bit maybe we need to do these things to to take care of it okay so uh any other like fun stuff I mean, you've already kind of divulged a little bit but like what other fun stuff should we be checking out lately like what's coming up uh, we've got we're recording this right now nam is like d- mm. days away uh yeah <laughs> and this will be this will be out after after nam but i know you also said you're at infocom so i am yep i'm also at isc but that's probably coming out this is coming out after uh that. It will. I'll also be at ISE. Oh, so what day are you leaving NAM to go to ISE? I'm not going to NAM this year, actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had to just kind of step away from that one. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could step away from NAM. I, yeah. I, it's, it's such a kerfuffle. <laughs> but ISE yeah. is going to be awesome. So yeah. what, what hall are you guys in? You know, at all of the, for anyone interested, at all of the shows, we're showcasing our video products pretty heavily. Um, so if people are looking for like low latency solutions, we have our Dante AV ultra, which is great for like, Oh, I want to like show my musicians on the same screen in the same space so that people can see them in the back row. We also have our Dante AVH line of products, which have a bunch of PTZ cameras available for you to purchase and, Hmm. um, run them into Dante studio. Great for streaming. So all of that stuff we're going to be showing at all of the trade shows basically coming up this year. Um, as well as uh, some fun like cloud products, um, which currently is more targeted toward like larger broadcasters. But mm-hmm. we are trying to bring that capability, um, you know, once we got some traction there, sort of down downstream to to kind of everyone. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on and and hanging out for a bit. Uh, I always love talking about this stuff as is evidenced by this conversation. Uh, But thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. If you find this podcast helpful and want to help us reach more church sound techs, would you just take a moment, rate, leave a review uh, wherever you might be listening? Just a couple of minutes goes a long way to help us reach more church sound techs. Podcast is part of the Pro Center Web Podcast Network. I'm Samantha Potter, and thanks for tuning in and have an amazing service this week.